0: The OAMnetwork.com
1: Power to the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surf Memphis. I'm here in the studio with Carly at the Ohm Network. If you guys like our podcast, please follow us at Surf Memphis Pod. I mean, it makes sense at Surf Memphis Podcast, but it's Surf Memphis Pod. Like, subscribe. I feel like a YouTuber trying to tell you this. Click the like button down below. I don't know what it is. Find it, like it, share it, and uh, we'd really love it. So today, Carly, what do you think we're going to talk about?
2: I think we're going to, we had some uh, listener questions come in on in our Instagram, so I think we're going to bring those up a little yeah. bit later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were walking in and you were telling me, like, I just found out for the first time that you've been to Uh-oh. Disney World <laughs> and it blew my mind. I don't know how I've known you for like four years. I lived in Florida and I had no idea that you'd, and you've been to Disneyland World, Disney D- World. World. There's a difference. I can't afford to don't go to miss- the land. <laughs> That's over in California. I can't You went do that. to Disney World twice and then you were like... Oh, have I ever told you the Goofy story? No. <laughs> it was a story about it, one of the <laughs> mini Roderick... It was the Donald Duck
1: story. Donald Duck story. All so right. hit me with that story. Okay, cool. Let's open Let's open the podcast with digging up some deep wounds in my history. <laughs> um, so when I was like five or six, went to Disney World with the fam. Shout out to mom and dad, making dreams come true. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, I was there with my twin brother and... At the time, he really loved Donald Duck. I don't know why. Donald Duck is not my favorite Disney character, if I'm going to be honest.
2: John, next episode, we're going to have you tell <laughs> us why you love Donald <laughs> Duck so much. Cause... We're just shouting
1: out my twin brother right now. <laughs> okay. So anyway, we're there. And you know, you get the, like, the characters' aut- autographs. Mm-hmm. So we're like running around, getting the characters' autographs. Yeah, you fill got, up that book. Yeah. I got Tigger. Mm-hmm. I got Goofy. Um, I got some other ones, you know, the, like the Prime Real Estate sort of autographs, and uh, we went to go find a, find Donald Duck. So we get to his house. I don't know if you remember what Donald Duck's house is like, but it's a boat. Of course, I remember. <laughs> Do you really?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's I'm a not boat even kidding.
1: With a door on it. And there was a woman outside that I guess was like, now as an adult, I realize it's like the, the, the handler of whoever is wearing the costume. And I think in Donald Duck's house is probably one she of those. She was like their s- bouncer. Yeah, exactly. Like the bouncer of the Donald Duck world or whatever <laughs> it was. And uh, there's a door on the boat. And I guess it leads to one of those secret Disney underground tunnels that you always hear about. Yeah. So anyway, we saw Donald Duck go in there. And we ran up and we're like, hey, we'd like Donald Duck's autograph. And the woman was like, sorry, Donald Duck can't come out right now. And my brother like burst into tears and was so upset. And I was so pissed off in that moment i just started like knocking on the door (laughs) and i was like donald duck like you come out right now and like started crying myself my parents literally had to tear me away trying to get like donald duck to come out and like get my twin brother's like autograph and legitimately when i was a child if something came on that had donald duck in it i would skip it (laughs) because i thought that donald duck hurt my twin brother's feelings so anytime somebody talks about like scrooge mcduck or something like that has donald duck in it i'm like i didn't watch it because i had a grudge that extended on later into my adulthood so that's the story that i was <laughs> gonna tell you before we walked in <laughs> do you think that story made
2: you a better traveler in what way i don't know like did you learn to like stick up for yourself like
1: i learned to never trust something that markets it, itself as the best place on earth
2: oh <gasps> That's a really good one, though. (laughs) (laughs) But like for real. You can can walk down Beale Street and every single place will say that they have the best barbecue pork sandwich in Memphis. That's true. We'll call
1: it the Donald Duck Complex.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We've coined it right here on at Surf Memphis Pod. I love it. So I wanted to bring up how um, since our last episode posted, we've been sending it out to all of our past surfers. We're famous now. And you can say it. <laughs> a little bit mildly. Yes, yeah, so we we've been sending it out to all of our past surfers
1: and I think that probably 95% of them have messaged me back. Like people I haven't even spoken to since like June messaged me back, which is great cuz it's it's not that I don't care about you guys. It's just we all have our separate lives and uh, honestly a lot of them like so I got one last night from a guy that that surfed with us in Australia and I caught up with him and he's In now, Australia or he's from Australia? Sorry, he is from Australia. Right. He served with us Sorry to here, in like. In sorry Memphis, to, like, call Tennessee. you out.
2: I just, like, myself was a little bit confused because I was like, when did we go to Australia Listen, together? In the
1: spirit of the first episode and the Donald Duck complex, you need, we need to start fact-checking and making sure that <laughs> what the, the reality that we're creating is the reality that everybody's going to get. So I'm all all right with that. All right. Um, but, yeah, so he messaged me. He was like, oh, yeah, I got a job in Singapore. I'm traveling all over Asia. No big deal. Hope you guys are having fun in Memphis. And I had that moment where I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So cool. But uh,
2: yeah, it's really cool just to hear what everyone's up to, but then to also like hear them, like, I think you got a message from one of our surfers, Michael, that said something that he yes, was- Yes, I'm pulling it up. That he was still thinking about. Okay, so uh,
1: I'll I'll spare the like, the flowy parts where it's like, I thought you guys did a great, a great job. He is a great writer.
2: Like, yeah. everything that I've ever seen him write to us has mm-hmm. just been My like- My reference mm, from him, I remember yeah. being
1: like- this is why I couch surf is so people can tell me I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he said, he said, this is my first time back on the site for a long time now. I actually came on just to say that I was having a little reflection on 2017 on New Year's Eve. And I really felt my time in Memphis was one of my highlights of the year. You guys made me feel very much at home. And the whole introduction to Memphis was wonderful. The storytelling event we went to has also stuck with me for a number of reasons. Which, of course, we went to spill it. I think the theme was Roots. And I got to message him back and say, hey, the same network that we're a part of has that episode that we went to on the Ohm Network. Oh. So you can go check it out. If you guys don't know what spill it is, um, it's the thing that you've probably heard me, if you know me, I've tried to drag to it, you to it, and you said no, and I was always you should go. at you for you not coming. You should cunning. definitely yeah. go. It's probably my favorite thing in Memphis, besides the Ohm Network, <laughs> which is obviously now my very favorite thing in Memphis. <laughs> no, but you should check them out. Their logo is very blue and has a little cute little chatterbox on it and you can find all the episodes and some of the amazing storytellers that have been there have obviously impacted somebody from Liverpool um living in Chicago
2: and when was he with us he came in July or August Says August 1st he was with us August 1st and mm-hmm. he was like I'm still thinking about that night you're
1: like uh, imagine that like that's so cool I'm mean, gonna obviously have to send them this episode but on New Year's just to get thought of and you don't even know that you're being thought of because my New Year's I mean it was with you uh I showed Carly airplane for the first time on New Year's Eve you did so that was a was good amazing. moment. Um, but that's what we did. We just literally sat in, in the house, watched airplane, and then went to bed. But we didn't know that somebody was thinking of us and something we did back in August that they consider a nice thing for them. So that's really that's really nice. I like it.
2: Yeah. Do you have any other ones that you wanted to share? Yes, yes
1: I do. Um, let's see. This is why I screenshotted them. This is what. This is why I screenshot. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, Let's see. I've got it somewhere. Oh, yes. yes, It's right here. So I messaged uh, a couple, a married couple that came down back in November. Uh, They came... I remember this very vividly. They came on the night before I had to go to work at 6
2: a.m. And we were... We went to the rec room. I remember them showing up, too, because, like, sometimes, like, I'm much more of an introvert with you, so I'll need, like, a little bit of downtime. So I remember (laughs) I was, like, laying in the back room, like, I was, like, napping, and then I could hear how much fun you guys were having from, like, the minute this couple (laughs) walked in the door. Yeah. And usually you have, like, a little bit of that awkward small talk, like, where Mm -hmm. are you going? What's going on with your trip? Once in a while, you get those people that walk in your door that you're like, have we met before? Like, we've been friends forever. And that's what was going on with them. Yes. And then they were the kind of people
1: that they walk in the door and they're literally Standing at the door. Their bags are not even inside. And we're standing there talking for like 25 minutes.
2: I think they were still holding their bags like when I came out. Like they were just like, you just completely were just having the time of your life. And then one of
1: them was also a giant extrovert. And I think they were just like shouting into the void at each other. And it was like, hey, I'm listening in the void.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it turned into being like a really amazing night. And you did have to work at 6 a.m. I probably had to work in the morning too. I
1: remember that I had to work at 6 a.m. because we went to the rec room. We had pizza. We played a game called Don't Drink and Drive on Mario Kart. It's just a drinking game. It's a fun game. We were out at Ernestine and Hazel's till three in the morning. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's one of these couch surfing experiences. But anyway, so the, the couple messaged me back and they said, we're excited. If we like it, we'll share it and share it and share it. If we don't like it, then we'll just share it, which I thought was funny. But then they said, we talk about Memphis all the time. If we ever drop... If we ever drive through that way, we're definitely going to stop by, which is funny because they're also from the same town that we have another surfer coming for the third time that as I was messaging out the podcast, they were like, hey, can I come stay with you guys for a third time from Louisville, Kentucky? And we're like, oh, hell yeah. So she's coming. I'm excited about that. Otherwise, it's just, you know, messages of... Um, you know, like, reflections on their nice little time or, like, updates about their, their life, where they are. Like, we messaged one of our Frenchmen. He's in Guatemala. So that was, like, kind of fun to, like, hear about. Um, he told me when
2: he was with us that he was going to hitchhike a sailboat. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was something that you can do. How do you like- throw
1: out the thumb on a beach? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I've heard of people, like, hitching planes, which I know is also, like, super complicated. But, like, he said he was going to, like, go to a dock and just, like, find people that were sailing the direction to Guatemala.
1: This is so Game of old school kind of shit. Like, that yeah. you're just going to, like, go up and be like, I'll give you all the money I have if yeah. you just take He's me like, across the He's like, I'll take the all
2: the gold coins from my, exactly. from my pocket. <laughs> and I, I have my ukulele. I'll entertain you guys. <laughs> and I'll juggle the whole ride. Ro- That's yeah. literally what he said, though. He was like, I'll just tell them that I could, like, do some work on the boat. I was like, have you ever done work on a boat? He was like, not really, but uh, see, that's the jack kind of, of, of all trades like. kind of guy. Yeah, but <laughs> so I guess we found out that he did make it to Guatemala on yeah, his uh, hijacked sailboat. So he did, he did. Good for you. Yeah, um, I, was, I was really <laughs> enjoying talking with everybody, and of course, like um,
1: our moms are the most supportive. You can't trust them though. That's their my grandma supportive.
2: loved it. <laughs> she told me she was falling in love with the Frenchman. She also told me that I need to not say the word like as much. So Can I'm I tell gonna- you a funny story. You can. <laughs> my, I mean, no, I, lo- I
1: don't like funny stories. So <laughs> my grandmother, um, I you know, told her about the podcast, and her response was like, "Can I get it on my computer?" And I was like, "Yeah," but it also reminded me that uh, one time I was singing uh, Africa by Toto, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I love that song! Can you like get that for me?" <sighs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'll just like download it on your computer." And She's like, "What? But what if my printer's out of paper?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
2: sweet sweet mama i love you so much but it's so funny that is amazing what are my printers out of ink how am i gonna listen to this song so i my hopes for her finding our podcast are very slim is that she skips this episode <laughs> no i'm just wondering how she's even gonna figure it out i'm gonna like, go over there and you're gonna have to get her to listen you're gonna to have to get some ink in her printer yeah make sure her like be all right Get her some glasses so she can watch us. You know? Right. And then, that's of course, I'm... we're uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's how podcasts work. My mom asked that. She was like, when can I watch it? I was like, Mom, you listen to it.
1: Yeah. We're not cool enough to be on
2: Facebook Live and, and everything. Probably we, because we, we would... might be someday. though.
1: Yeah. Catch it out. Check it out. Catch it out. <laughs> kit, k- kit, 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 we're coining out. two terms today. It's uh, the Donald Duck Complex and catch it out. <laughs> anyway so, so the next part of our episode that, that's all just kind of you know us updating you guys saying thank you um of course all of our couch surfers that are listening to this that are now listening to a third episode thank you so much i really appreciate you guys' attention and love and
2: anybody who's not one of our couch surfers yeah, we you love guys are great you too, too. thank yeah, you so much dude for from listening. madrid
1: that listened to it
2: yeah that we don't know shout out to you man and <laughs> i think your name was daniel Um, Shout out to Daniel from Madrid. Thank you for listening, Daniel from Madrid. All right, so should we get into some of our questions? Let's do this. I'm so excited for this segment, if we've kept your attention this far. (laughs) We got these questions on our Instagram. We just put out a little thing, which is something that we'll probably do other times, too. Um, We put out a thing, like, ask us anything that you want to know about solo traveling, especially as a female. Mm -hmm. I think people are really interested in that, and we'll talk about that later, but it's one of those things that... uh, has a lot of stigma attached to it. And right. one of the things we want to do with this podcast is just break that, um, right. break it, but still share experiences that say some of it's a little bit true. Of course. Like definitely. We'll talk about that later though. We're in the good times part of our podcast user street right now. smarts, user travel smarts. Yeah. It's a learning experience. Um, and then I also posted it on, it also linked to our Facebook page. We mm-hmm. got a couple of questions over there um and then we do have a gmail too so if you ever have any question that you ever want to guess what the address is, us, is at surf me. pod. <laughs> you don't add a gmail though oh you can i guess it's, it's at surf, surf memphis, memphis P- at it gmail n- <laughs> no it's not though it's surf at at gmail.com don't put the ad in front of it or that I'm might sorry. go to someone else uh, no it's I just got, okay i just got excited I know you did. I know you did. It was great. (laughs) I love when you get excited. So, yeah, the questions came from Instagram. Thank you for everyone that submitted them. And let's get into it. So, the first question is from Haley. And she asks, what are y'all's favorite activities that aren't bars when you travel solo? I love this question because...
1: uh, they're all different kinds of travelers. And I always say this, I try not to be one of those people that I think the way that I travel is better than the way somebody else travels. Right. Um, so, you know, within our great age group, the young twenties crowd drinking is really common and you kind of want to find the bars, especially if you're like in a hostel, it's, it tends to be an activity. I like going to bars when I have a group for sure. But, um, I really like finding, I guess the other little things, um, like checking the local events i like to check reddit i like to check couch surfing and Meetup and kind of find like like i remember i was in paris and i went to like a bunch of people like practicing their english for like one night at a bar and that was like kind of cool but um i remember i got there and was there for maybe like 15 minutes because i was so tired from going to versailles that day um that i like hung out for a little Humble bit brag i went to versailles
2: <laughs> It's something that you do. I feel like a lot of people have been there, maybe. Um, so no, it's totally cool that you've been there. It's not the cheapest th- thing th- to do. I think it's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed that support. Um, you were solo when you went to Versailles, too, right? I was solo,
1: yes. I was solo and single.
2: Mm. <laughs> Checking anyway.
1: out those Versailles boys. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me a palace of my own, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, um, no, I like hiking. Um, I like hiking a lot. I've, Uh, sometimes when you're traveling it does kind of get old when you're like all right i saw a museum i saw a statue i went to see the square
2: have you ever found (laughs) i don't know why this is so funny have you ever found like a really good park when you've been traveling yes you said hiking and i was like sometimes like i feel like in every place i always tried to find like the park right you know because it's it's a great place to people watch it's a great place to be outside there's always stuff happening like i Mm -hmm. love finding people that are playing music Mm -hmm. out in the streets and like Uh, one of my things too, is that I just like to just go explore on foot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, a really cool thing that happened to me one time is I was walking through Lisbon and I got down by like the water,
1: Lisbon, Portugal, if you guys don't know what that is,
2: Lisbon is is in Portugal. That's correct. Um, so I was out there and I was walking around and I got by the water and there was this band playing and you know, when like you hear a band and like, Mm -hmm. we're people that are really into music and that like, you have to stop your, like (laughs) your your feet, like don't even feel like they're yours. They're just like taking you. (laughs) Have you never felt this way? Yes, I've felt this way a million times. I have another story about it. I'd love to share another time. Okay. Um, so I get down there, and this band is just amazing. They're playing this, like, Afro-Peruvian, like, really funky. Damn. Like, people are dancing, like, having a great time. And I'm there by myself, feeling, like, a little bit, like, reserved, whatever. People are talking to me, and we're talking mm-hmm. about how great the music is. And then this, like, older gentleman... Um, comes up to me and just is like, let's dance. I don't know if it was that, (laughs) that blunt, but he like basically is like being persuasive and trying to, and not in a weird way either. Just like in like a friendly, like like, you're about
1: to have the time of your life. Just trust me. People are dancing. (laughs) Yeah. And,
2: uh, I think, Like I ended up dancing with him. I danced with him like in front of this whole crowd of people, like didn't care, like was just like spinning around, dancing with this guy to this amazing music. And what was crazy is that I was staying at a hostel and the woman in the bunk above me was like, Were you that girl (gasps) in the backwards hat that was dancing down by the river earlier today? Oh my god. And I was like, Whoa. Like I was recognized for that. And I thought that was wild. That is my dream. (laughs) But I also think that like uh, like you know me that's not really something that I think I would do like even if I was with you I might be a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. just because you don't want to be judged and sometimes yeah even with your with even if you're with your best friend you you just feel comfortable so you don't yeah. push
1: yourself as much right. versus when you're solo and you're when like you're solo. no one
2: is ever gonna
1: know that which I did is funny this. that I
2: was like nobody's ever gonna know me and then the woman at the hostel is like I saw you <laughs> and I'm like uh how many people have me like filmed on their phones like but it was a really great experience and that's like I love that yeah and then another thing i really like to do when i'm solo is find the free walking tour in a city yes, yes um because yes, yes. it's really cool because they're usually run by people that are really really passionate or about their really, cities really really cute shout out jack from the ghost bus in Edinburgh. Scott yeah i was in love with him for a couple of days carly was there we was still bad. talk about him like I still talk two about years him. later
1: <laughs> tried to find him yeah i ended up um having a couple of adult beverages and yelling through the streets. Does anybody know Jack from the ghost
2: bus tour? <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, pathetic. Why are we telling these stories? <laughs> We're just like spilling it all on this, this episode. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks Haley. Yeah. Thanks Haley. I like that question. All right. So John Dawson, shout out to John Dawson. Johnny D. <laughs> he asks us what's been one of your more interesting cultural exchanges, either staying with someone abroad or hosting around these parts. Not so much a shock or anything like that, but just sharing a unique part of your world with someone else. Mm. So I think for me, um, a really interesting cultural exchange happened when I was staying with this Dutch couple and they were living in central Portugal and sort of like hosting people Mm -hmm. at this like campsite slash like farm that they had in the middle of nowhere in Portugal and what was really interesting was, like, most of their guests were from the Netherlands because that's where they were from. That's how they networked and found people. So I would just be, like, sitting at the table eating dinner because we would have group dinners every night. Mm-hmm. And I was in Portugal. Everyone around me was speaking Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone around me was talking about things Carly, that happened. why didn't you brush <laughs> up on your Dutch before you
1: went to Portugal? Come on. I know. Learn the culture. Learn the language. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Naturally, I should have, I guess. But... Uh, I did learn some Dutch in Portugal and it was just really cool to like, it was so, because it was so unexpected. Yeah. But then at the same time they had local friends. So there was like the combination of like Portugal drinking wine, learning about like farming and Portugal and all of that, but also learning about this like unexpected Dutch culture. Yeah. Um, and they were also really funny too. Cause they were in, they were middle-aged and they would just be like, you're just so young. Like, you're just so young. <laughs> like you're 24. And like, we would just like joke Worse around like young. that. But they, I think they thought they were being boring because mm. like, we would just like go to sleep at like, not, you know, because you're on a farm. Like what else are you really going to do? So we would farm like farm stuff. At night, though?
1: <laughs> I don't know what you get up we to on a farm. We would, we
2: would be, like, playing card games, <laughs> drinking wine, whatever, and then yeah. I would go back to my, like, I was staying in a tent, I would go back to my, like, little tent, and then they were like, I'm sorry if this is boring. I was like, this is the most perfect thing, because I was on a long journey, too. I was like, mm-hmm. this is what I want. I want to just, like, be boring, boring, stereotypically, not stereotypically. I made air quotes, but then I realized that nobody can see them, but, um... <laughs> I yeah it wasn't boring at all it was a really great experience and then um I couch surfed with this polish couple mm-hmm. living in Copenhagen which is like another time where I was like oh I'm going to I didn't know she was polish until I mm-hmm. got there so you're like oh I'm going to go stay with a local person in Copenhagen and then they tell you where they're from and at first you're like oh you're not actually from here but then I think it gives you an even more yeah, unique true. perspective yep. and we had a really cool dinner where like they they cooked Danish food. We talked about Poland. They had been all over the world, this couple. They were really into photography, and like that was really neat. This is so weird, because I also stayed with a Polish couple that was really into photography. In, in Copenhagen? In Dublin, Ireland. In Dublin, I- There you go. Polish people are everywhere. <laughs> and they love photography. <laughs> but uh, the one other thing about this, this Polish girl that was really funny is that she was like auditioning for this play, and her audition <laughs> was singing the Smelly Cat song from Friends So she would be in her kitchen, like, I would wake up in the morning, and I would just hear her in her Polish accent being like, smelly cat, smelly cat, (laughs) does whatever smelly cat does. And... (laughs) It was incredible. Like that was like one of those. So it was kind of like an opposite cultural exchange where I was like, "Oh, you love you love to sing Smelly Cat over here, huh?" Um, that was so, and I was like trying to help her with her English and and all that. You're so. Like I've seen Friends, girl, I got this. Yeah, exactly. I've seen. I know some Phoebe Buffay. Four p.m. to seven p.m. every night, weeknight. I watch
1: some Friends. <laughs> okay, what was the question? It was a cultural exchange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. I kind of have one that I think is interesting. So I ended up in what's called an emergency couch sit surfing situation, emergency couch request situation. Right. Um in Paris, France, and um would you call it a couch emergency? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we could do that. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. I was in, in a there. couch emergency, and um, <laughs> this guy accepted. I ended up, and, uh, you know, I just love people sometimes. <laughs> like, I Shout I was, out to people. I was just still kind of a couch surfing beginner in in sending requests again, so, yeah. like, I'm not even sure what I said, but shout out to him for taking me in anyway. Anyway, I ended up staying with him. He had just moved into the place, so I slept on, like, a cold hardwood floor, used my clothes underneath me for inst- insulation. And I also um, like used my backpack as a pillow. I didn't get any sleep. I froze to that the entire time. But I had an amazing time. <laughs> so I stayed with him and he was... It sounds incredible. He said on his profile very bluntly that he was a nudist. And at the time, this is a whole other story. I was going to work away with a family in France who they practice nudism at the pool and the jacuzzi. So part of me was like, you know what? I'm going to go just because I want to like expose myself to this before I go live with this family and see what I really think. Um, I wanted him to like challenge my ideas a little bit. So I went and stayed with him. He was not. He chose not to be nude that night. I think he was tired or whatever. Um, But he did too tired to take off his clothes. He was like, I don't know what the mentality is, but he maybe he was making me feel comfortable. He was like, it's one night. She's American. They're all they have weird ideas about nudity. Um, But anyway, we sat around and just talked for a long time about cultural ideas and kind of where I was in my life. And it was just one of those conversations where you're talking to a complete stranger, and. They just get to know you on such, like, a deep, intimate level. I mean, I told him everything. He wasn't French, was he? He was French. Oh, okay. He was very French. Very French. Didn't and you
2: stay with the Tunisia- Tunisian in Paris, too? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, this is after that. That's why I was confused, because um, we're talking yeah, about, I mean, like, this, cultural exchange and, like, staying with somebody in an area that's not from there. So I was like, oh, was he Tunisian? Yeah, no, but, this dude was okay. French. This dude was cool. French.
1: And the most interesting thing is that all he worked in, like, a, a high kind of um financial job so like he dealt with like million dollar trades every day and all of his coworkers knew that he was a nudist and participated in rain- rainbow gatherings and none of them knew that he couch surf like he was a couch surfer he was a host and he intentionally did that like none of his family or friends knew um he felt that it was more risque and kind of challenging to people's ideas um for couch surfing than it was to be a nudist which I thought was so interesting.
2: Yeah, I think that's so wild.
1: So like he, for example, had a couch surfer one time and one of his colleagues came over unannounced, and he like had to explain like real quick, like pretend you're my cousin. They don't know that I couch surf. And this dude had over 400 references. That's what I was going to ask. Nobody
2: knew. I was was going to be like, how active was he? And he was like super active. Extremely active. active. Extremely active. Which I think is so interesting because like, I don't think I could, even if I tried, like hide this part of my life. No, I, it's just all I talk about. And there's, <laughs> there's, we talk about, about it so much that we made a podcast about <laughs> that's it. That's true. <laughs> and there's nothing else that I do anymore.
1: Like literally one of our couch surfers was like, what are you guys up to? And I was like, just couch surfing. That's pretty much it.
2: <laughs> we do have day jobs. Like don't make it seem like we don't. We do,
1: don't. <laughs> we do, we do. But we are,
2: we are very involved in like right. couch surfing and true. making sure we have people into town and Yeah um so jonathan feely i don't know who that is do you that is my twin brother oh (laughs) no way i know (laughs) know. um so he asked three questions because i think he really wants to be featured on this podcast right we'll try uh, to
1: like get these out quick too i feel like
2: yeah we will yeah so with today's three parter after all (laughs) it is a three parter so let's just power through these (laughs) with today's sexual climate in mind what advice would you give to traveling men and women Okay, this is what I would give. Um, I'm assuming you mean
1: a climate of um, maybe something like the times up movement, like voicing that there are concerns and there's abuse in in certain industries i don't I think that's what you probably That's how mean. I read
2: it as too yeah. yeah,
1: so in that um of course, we kind of talked about in our first episode that you kind of need to have your wits about you. My number one advice is you gotta watch for. Your warning signs. You got to have judgment because at the end of the day, you are making the choice to host somebody or to go to their place. And even if you don't have anywhere else to stay, my personal advice from experience would be that you don't go if you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and if you're in an uncomfortable situation, speak up. If, if it's something like where you've been with somebody for a couple days and then they're suddenly being weird, confront them. Or leave. Like I, I think you really got to have your own agency, and you got to kind of protect yourself and and that sort of stuff. Um, I wouldn't stay with anybody that when you're like looking through their profile has kind of a warning sign, like a red flag. Um, not to call out masseuse, mas-
2: massagers, masseuses mas- masseuses. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I always mas- say I always <laughs> say masseuse, but I've never said the, the plural. plural.
1: Yeah. Um, not to call them out or anything, but um, that's just a warning sign for me that. You just don't go unless you want a massage. That's all
2: I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really good answer to that question. So we can move on. Okay. Question number two from Jonathan. If money were no object, what would you do differently? Um, And I was thinking about this one and I was like, so couchsurfing is a free service and we're not making any money from it. And when you go, I think a lot of the people that use the site also are kind of on a budget. That's a little part of it. Most of it is the cultural exchange, but like... I was just mm-hmm. thinking that if I, uh, if money were no object, would I still, instead of staying in a five-star hotel or a resort, would I still want to travel this way and go stay with people in their homes? And my answer would be yes. Like right. I think that, yeah. I think that money can't buy the experience that you get. <laughs> it's true when, uh, when you go and you're really like intimately staying in somebody's home and they're showing you their day-to-day life. And I think mm-hmm. that. Like I've been to resorts and like so once in a while, that's nice to get away and be at a resort. But I don't think that you really learn anything about the local community.
1: We're learning to think about yourself. That's true. Yeah. I, and I think that, But yeah. like I said, not to dog the way other people travel, but no. personally, this right. is our podcast. We're going to say what we want. Yeah, this is like
2: how I (laughs) (laughs) would live my life and my travel life if if money were no object. What about you? I was
1: going to say the only thing that money would change about me is that I would probably just be more generous. Not that I'm not, (laughs) but I would probably like every time I hosted somebody be cooking them a meal. Um, Every time I surfed, I would be buying them dinner or cooking for them. You know what I mean? Just little things like it would only just add to the way I express my appreciation about the website.
2: Yeah, and I also just think that it would allow us to travel more. Because airfare and all that stuff can get really expensive even if you are using couch yep. surfing and yep. that sort of thing. So I would yeah, I would just be traveling all the time if I That's right. if, if I had, had the more money. money to do it. I would just
1: be gone every weekend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the third question, which I, I really like. So when I first learned that Canada sells milk in bags, I was shocked. What are some equivalent bagged milk moments where you question <laughs> the cultural infrastructure of the country? And I'm just going to say that these are not necessarily things where we are questioning the entire cultural infrastructure of the country, <laughs> but they are things that sort of beg you to to kind of think about. I'm automatically going to
1: jump on that and say that my when I was in France, which is not the only country I've been to, but it's I guess I just have spent the <laughs> you most. You spent the time. most, yeah, yeah. I've you been spent a most. lot of time there. Um, the first time I saw somebody on the street. Eating a baguette, I lost my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, it's real. They do that. You're like, this is not a French cartoon. Um, The other thing is, you got to pay for them toilets in Europe. Yeah. You got to have that change on hand. Or if you're in a situation where you, (laughs) you want to use it, You cannot. Um, Although I will say the best bathroom I've ever used, that was a public restroom, was in a metro in Paris. I paid my 50 euros or whatever. Not 50 euros. 50 cent euros. (laughs) You paid paid 50 euros. (laughs) And it had like literally in like a grungy, like terrible smelling metro. And you go in, and it's like floral wallpaper. It's got like nice music playing. There's a woman standing there in like a suit with like towels at the ready. And, it, and like the whole, <laughs> the best part about Europe bathrooms is that the whole door closes. It's like a it's a whole room. It's, yeah. like a mini room versus here we have stalls. And you. You can do whatever you want in there. That's all
2: I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> I honestly have the privacy to do it. <laughs> you could binge an entire series of Game of Thrones on your phone. I like, paid my fifty cents. <laughs> I'm holding up in
1: this restroom.
2: Well, that's what I was gonna say though. Is that like as much as like we as Americans are like you have to pay for a bathroom. I do think that they're better maintained because oh for sure that's what the money's going to for sure. Um, did you ever go into one of those bathrooms that like it it self cleans after every person? I went in one of these in Ireland. So you go into this like little bathroom box that's just Uh like out in the community. And when you press it, it like opens up these like sliding doors. And then when you finish, you press clean and it just like shoots all this water (gasps) down. It just like starts cleaning the entire thing, like cleans the toilets, sanitizes everything. And then it just like opens back up and it's just like filled with steam and you walk in. But the tricky thing is like you can get stuck in there <laughs> if someone has family. <laughs> presses the clean button uh which almost happened when i was uh nannying with this little girl in ireland and we were sorry that's so funny it's hilarious we were out and she was like almost gonna press that clean button on someone that was in there so that sounds like the most is it kind of like when people in alien
1: movies come back to the camp and they have to go through that little room that shoots the steam and like yeah and it just like desanitizes
2: you yeah it's that but okay. it's it's a bathroom, and. Uh, yeah, so I would say uh, that's somebody for toilets. One, for that sure. was one of my favorite things about Ireland, I think. <laughs> also, like the people and the music and the beer and the what sheep. You Literally went to a country and you were like, my favorite part was uh, every time I went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks, John, for that. Those three questions. Um, Reagan asks us, I really like this question because I think it's going to get us into like some good couch surf territory. Okay. Hit me. What advice would you give to someone who wanted to host couch surfers?
1: Oh man, don't do it because we want everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it in
2: Memphis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So here, here's my advice. I don't know what you're going to say, but my personal advice is you need to, Fill out your profile. Fill out your profile all the way. Make it attractive to stay to for to, for somebody to stay with you. Because a lot of people, like us hosts, will be like, my interests are cleaning and cooking, and I
2: don't know why that's someone's interest. That's why. <laughs> Anyway, they'll say like, I two am a reverse. housewife from the nineteen fifties. <laughs> <laughs> I also like changing my baby's diapers
1: and, and waiting uh, for my husband to get home. Exactly, so he can bring me my money, so I can go shopping. anyway um, yeah fill out your profile we've come so
2: far as women haven't we
1: let's celebrate let's just celebrate womanhood right now you know let's turn this into a feminist podcast where we're just like yeah Um, so anyway uh, fill out your profile Um, put some pictures up there especially of like you have a my home section where you can say what you allow and don't allow be strict to that if you don't allow smoking don't let somebody smoke in your house just be like smack it out of their hand or something
2: yeah and i was gonna say too with like the rules and stuff like be clear about your expectations and like what the person that's staying with you is expecting right especially your first couple of times because there are some people that come in and really want you to give them a full tour or just like have some people want a key or just like expect to have certain things mm-hmm. if somebody's expecting for you to like provide all their meals or anything like that like that would be a big red flag because that's yeah, not what do this that. is about
1: is requesting like two weeks obviously said no and sometimes when people request you can say like hey i can't do all the days you requested but i'll host you for one or two nights um but i'll just say sometimes you get in the situation where like if you don't want to host them for a long time you need to be firm and be like i said two nights yeah Um, there's also shout out there's a hostel in memphis google it i don't remember the name of it but it's an option for travelers um and then i would also say just so Probably we decline 75% of the people that actually ask to come stay with us, which I think people are surprised to hear. Yeah. Um, Because I think, especially now, you get a lot of people that are Googling how to save money on a road trip and they've never couch surfed before. We've had some of these people come through and they've been amazing and they are totally couch surfers. They're just new. We were all new at one point is what I always say. But you can tell from the request if they're a couch surfer at heart. And I think as you just get experience, you know, you get better at it. You know, the first time I hosted, these two brothers came into town and, like, they arrived at, like, 9 p.m. and left at 6 a.m. in the morning. And I learned, oh, I don't want that. I won't set aside my time just to do that. Because some people, they don't mind. They, they really like the hospitality aspect of couch surfing where you, you, like, offer a place to sleep. But for me personally, I like the quality time and, yeah. and the connections. And it's just, one night is just not enough.
2: Yeah. I feel like the way that we sit here and talk about our surfers and, like, are still in touch with them is, like... It just goes to show why we're in it, you know, if people yeah. ask us why do you let people stay with you for free and and all of that like that is why because we have like these human connections, and mm-hmm. I think that not everyone is on is hosting for that reason yeah. but uh i for me that that would be my reason to push people I think to host um and you can do it as frequently or as. As infrequently or frequently as as is available to you, like, Mm -hmm. we we hosted a lot over the summer. Yeah, Um, and then we took a break, and that was fine. We took a break, and then... You can always set your couchsurfing profile to
1: accepting guests, maybe, and not accepting guests.
2: Right, which is, like, a really cool feature, because that way you won't be getting bombarded with requests. But another thing I just wanted to say about hosting is that a lot of people on couchsurfing will say that you should... If you don't have any references and you're, you you want to go travel and you want to surf, hosting first is a great way to like build up your references, find out about how couch surfing works, and find out about the community. And it just makes you look better when you're sending out requests that you've hosted before. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about this on a later episode, j- sort of like the differences between being a couch surfer and being a host, Yeah. Um, yeah. which like some people might prefer one or the other. Um, and then I was also going to say that I... I think that it's also just a great way to travel without traveling because Mm. it's with jobs or school and money and everything. It's really hard to just take off and go travel. Mm -hmm. But when these people from all over the world come and stay with us in Memphis, it, it feels like I'm traveling.
1: Yeah, I get exposed to it. And then, of course, I'm always so jealous when they're telling me about their giant trip. And I wish I could go with them. Or sometimes people are literally like, You should come with me tomorrow to this other city. And I'm like, I wish I could, but I have to work.
2: Yeah. We get invited to New Orleans all the time. I know, which we'll go. We'll yeah. go.
1: We'll go. We'll <laughs> go. Will we go? We will go. <laughs> What's the next question? Hit me.
2: Throw so it at this me. is the last question, actually. And this one came from our Facebook page. And it is from Tara. Shout out to Tara. <laughs> Tara asked, What is the strangest, 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 what is the strangest experience that you guys have had with couch surfing? So, when I first saw this question, my immediate
1: thought was, I don't have super strange experiences because I'm good at like accepting and um, uh, requesting people. Like, I think I have a good, good uh, judgment for not getting myself in super strange situations. But I will say, like, strangest in in terms of when you're looking around you're like, what is happening? I um I had a really bad Airbnb experience with a creepy dude. We'll talk about it at another time. But um I ended up leaving their place. I was supposed to stay another night. So I was just pissed off and irritated and obviously not in a situation I wanted to be in. And I just took the train down the coast of Ireland to a random city. Got out there, I was like I was holed up in a cafe at like four thirty PM, the sun is starting to go down and I'm spamming couch surfing just like hey I'm just like in this city I had a bad experience last night I'm just trying to do something different I just want a place to stay and of course I was at the end of like
2: four months of traveling so like I was broke I remember (laughs) you messaging me at this time too and like Ireland was the we both did like a two and a half month trip Mm -hmm. Ireland was the first place I went to and I loved it I was like there solo couch surfing like doing the whole thing and then when you were there it was the end you had like exhausted your budget you were just tired. tired Tired of traveling. We had just come from when we were together. Yeah. And that was really hard too, was like to separate after being together. And- yeah. For so long, so I just remember you messaging me and being like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might have to sleep on the beach tonight or whatever." I have a friend that actually
1: slept on the beach in
2: France one night when he didn't have a place. To I mean, stay. it is so a thing that
1: you can. It's just so cold. That was my only thing is that it was September in Ireland, and I was like, "I
2: feel like God. if you have a tent on you, you could do a lot more." But when yeah. you're just you with your backpack, it's it's really. So hard. anyway,
1: yeah, this guy accepted my request. He was like, "Oh, uh, can I meet you in a? This is something you can do." He said, "Can I meet you in a cafe and then I'll accept your request or not?" And I said, "Sure." So he met me. He that I was cool enough and then he took me on one of the craziest nights of my life. <laughs> he took me to like some um some like local nature sites like um oh my goodness, like there's a like a Guinness lake or something. It's actually on our Instagram I'm standing in front of it. And um he took me to a place called Johnny Fox's which is like the it's Ireland's highest pub. It's like <laughs> in the mountains. He knew the owner. He gets us front row seats. He buys all my food, all my drinks. I kept being like, you do not have to do this. And he was like, I have the money. This is why I couch surf and host. It's generous to me. You went and from can-
2: zero to 10 because you were sitting yes. in a cafe being like, I don't even know what I'm going to do tonight. Couldn't even like, to afford this. food,
1: essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So then, you know, he was very generous and stuff. And then there's there were these like river dancers and that's like the whole point of us being there is there was a band and then these dancers and then at some point during the show the dancers come off and pull people from the audience to come on stage and he had told the manager to tell the dancer to pull me up on stage and so then of course like this is actually really <laughs> embarrassing because like i had like, been traveling for a while and your clothes get loose you know yeah. especially if it, they haven't been washed in a while um, and I remember
2: like being really, and how many, how many shirts did you have with you when you were I had traveling? three
1: t-shirts? <laughs> I, I bought other <laughs> shirts, but anyway, um, the point is my pants were like falling down on stage in front of like a hundred people. So that was really nice. <laughs> but anyway, they like this dancer, like threw me around, swung me around. Um, I got like a little certificate that was like your, your dancer at Johnny Fox's. And then we like went back to his place and watched episodes of father Ted and then I went to bed and, yeah, spent one night with him. And he, the next morning he was like, I'll take you to the Cliffs of Moyer. Is that is it? Mo? Moyer. Moyer. What is that? Cliffs of Moer. What is oh, it? Oh, Cliffs of Moyer.
2: That's what I said. I know. I was, I didn't hear the Cliffs part, so I was he like, op- what's a Moyer?
1: he offered to drive me across the country. And he was like, I'll pay for gas. I'll pay for everything. He's like, you just seem like you're having so much fun and it makes me feel good and I don't care. And I was like... Oh, I wish I could, but I have a book, like a flight booked back to America. That was <laughs> the strangest. Like, the, the moment where I was like, what is happening? Couchsurfing is the greatest thing in the world, and I am
2: ascended. That is, that's an incredible story. Hit me with your strangest story. Uh, I was, I've been thinking about this question, like, since I saw it earlier, and I really don't know about, like, a super strange story that I that I really have like I
1: said I just don't think we get in I have strange traveling stories but not like about couch surfing those stories can like you know happen and of course there's the Tomek story which we will wait until we call Tomek Tomek is the greatest surfer we've ever not the greatest he's the most memorable I think
2: (laughs) we can't say that because all of our surfers we've sent them them the link (laughs) we don't all been great we don't play favorites but Tomek is we did (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, Carly named her beta Fish after Tomek, so...
2: I did, so... The, the, but he has a
1: crazy story. He'll be calling in, so you guys should be on the lookout for the Tomek episode, because it's good... So, that's probably the strangest stuff I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was definitely super that strange. That was a couch surfer telling me the story.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think anybody that's stayed with us has had anything that's been, like, super... No. Well, I, lot, most of our people some, have been Some weird stuff does happen, but... But for the most part, it's it's fine.
1: Yeah. I'm Trust couch surfing. Don't trust it 100%, but go 90, you know?
2: Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> something that I want to, like... Because I feel like we can sit... We love couch surfing. We've had the most incredible experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to sit here and say that it's, like, the safest thing that you can ever possibly do in your life. But I do right. think that if you learn how to do it and you, like, gain that experience and you, like... You can even ask us questions anytime if you're right, actually just, genuinely you know, interested. Surf Memphis Pod, because <laughs> um, I really want to help people, especially like if solo females. If, I think yes. like those are people that you know. It it it's scary to We're go. We're your people, girl. We got you. We yeah we'll help you. That's who we definitely. <laughs> I'm not no. I mean, we want to help everybody that wants to get into couchsurfing, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that it's. It's just been life changing and I'm so glad that we get to sit here and like have our surfers on the podcast and share some of our stories with you and answer these questions because I really do want people to understand that like it's not so crazy of us to like have (laughs) strangers staying with us. You know, um, I saw a
1: great thing the other day about how you should never tell yourself that you can't do something. Mm. Cause I don't know about you, but there've been so many people that are like, Oh, I just wish I could do what you guys do. And I'm like, you literally can just yeah. do it. I've heard that
2: so many times about travel too, where it's like, I wish I could do that.
1: Girl, I'm the brokest person on planet <laughs> earth and I still traveled. I've still been to 17 countries because I find a way. And also, if you want to know about um, traveling
2: for cheap, these are the two girls to hit up ladies. How many of the 17 countries that you went to were France? <laughs> 16 of them <laughs> I figured I figured
1: <laughs> so real quick but right as we're about to end the ep- end of the episode we're gonna let you guys go we don't want to get too lengthy Carly has something she just kind of sprung on
2: me that she said she's got a segment she wants to do from now on yeah so for those of you that don't know couch surfing profiles have this section called one amazing thing I've done Oh, God. Note how it's one. So, most people have one, maybe two. I think mine has two. Christie's has about eight (laughs) amazing things that she's done (laughs) because I guess she just wants you to know how amazing her life has been. So, the one amazing thing that you've done that I wanted you to share with us and tell us what this means it It says that you once chugged a beer on the (laughs) Memphis Grizzlies dance cam and was famous for only one night.
1: I knew that was going to be the one you were going to bring up. Okay. I went to a Grizzlies game back in 2016, probably around March or so. Uh, A friend of mine had tickets and, you know, we were drinking beer, having a good time. And the dance cam came on and I had a full beer and I just had this idea where I was like, what if... I chugged it. <laughs> so I like stand up and I start like waving frantically, just trying to get somebody's <laughs> like a cameraman's attention. So it was all very planned by me. And of course, like he gets me, I see it. I see myself and I'm like, girl, go for it. And I start chugging this beer. And I mean, like I pounded it and I was wearing an old style t-shirt because, you know, it's like my favorite beer in Chicago. Yeah. And the roar of the crowd was the most fulfilling like that's how gladiators feel <laughs> like that's how they kill other people is people are like yeah and you're like i can do anything you were just like transported <laughs> back to the coliseum yeah so i did it and i guess like <clears throat> my t-shirt made it very apparent who i was because like it happened we left the stadium and my friend wanted to go out on bill and every single person in the radius of the fedex forum knew who i was and people were buying me shots and drinks all night, <laughs> and it was one of those nights where I'm—I mean, but
2: yeah, I got really drunk. You were like, "I made it."
1: <laughs> yeah, I was—I was just like, "Yeah, that was me." I chugged I, one beer. <laughs> I chugged one beer, and it turned into about twenty.
2: I really hope that someone that's listening to this podcast was at that Grizzlies game and remembers the girl in the old, <laughs> old style shirt. I remember my phone
1: started blowing up, and they were like, "Did you just <laughs> took a beer on the dance game?" And I was like, "I did." I actually like was really hoping that the Memphis Grizzlies would. There's this. Oh, you don't know this because you're not a Grizzlies. You haven't been to a Grizzlies game yet. we got to take you. I have not. We'll go. We'll go. There's a woman that's like the bongo cam. They always put these like this overlay oh of my bongos. God. Yes. And then she just like starts playing the bongos and it's hilarious. And I was like, I want to be like the chug of Beer girl. Like,
0: I them to, <laughs> She's like, been on our network before. Oh
1: my God. Really? Whoa.
0: Bongo lady. There's yeah. the
1: disembodied voice, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> I, just
0: thought I, I thought I would add that in there. She's great.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> she Obviously actually. And
0: there's another. Uh, the. Uh, Memphis Tigers football team has a man named the Vanilla Gorilla. He is uh, <laughs> what? His name's Walker. He's excellent. He, they call him the Vanilla Gorilla. He's a big guy. He's the R, I believe, on the Tigers. He draws R on his chest. And there's a great. He got on ESPN. There's a great GIF of him with a. Uh, he's he has a megaphone, like an old school hollow megaphone, and he's rocking it like a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, we've had both him and the Bongo lady on together. It oh my great. gosh
1: I want to join their ranks honestly. They could just give me like the shittiest I think that seat. you should
0: have gotten it. you would have would you have been right. beer chug? Late, what did lady. you say? Chug a beer, lady. Uh, chug a beer, lady. A lady
1: makes me feel like I'm older than I am. <laughs> so just chug a beer, girl. Chug a beer, gal. Yeah, the chug a beer, gal. And then I just chug a beer at the fourth quarter of every Grizzlies game <laughs> and get everybody pumped and ready to go and cheer up. After,
0: after a while, it's going to be really like every <laughs> game you got to go and chug a beer at the fourth quarter. Every home game, you're there chugging a beer at the fourth People quarter. People are going to
1: invite me out and they're going to be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry, I got to go to the Grizzlies game. I at least got to be there by the fourth quarter because I got to chug a beer." <laughs> they're like,
0: "Do you want a beer?" And like, "No, I got to chug one later." <laughs>
1: (laughs) I'll chug two beers every time it'll exponentially increase on beers. I could do it. Shout out to Grizzlies, at
2: Memphis Grizzlies. I love it. I hope they hear this and love At me at Surf Memphis
1: Pod. So anyway, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Like I just said, at Surf Memphis Pod. You can check us out, like, subscribe, do all the things that you do when you love something, you want to support it. Catch us on Instagram with any of your questions, and we will love to see you guys in the next episode.
2: Thanks so much, y'all. The proceeding is an OAM production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.